the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. This is your host, Dan Dickow, with a Friday, May 6th, 2022 episode. A quick preview of the NBA playoffs and all the excitement. I know I previewed the entire playoffs with my predictions uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago before the first round kicked off. But with a great slate of games this weekend, I figured uh, there's no better time than now to quickly recap and, and talk about what I'm seeing in regards to the series and what I'm seeing in regards to the games this weekend. So starting off with Friday's slate of games, Miami and Phoenix. Looks like Joel Embiid will be back after suffering uh, a slight concussion, but more importantly, in orbital fracture, and I don't wish that injury upon anybody. Uh, I had broken my nose uh, during the course of my playing career on one occasion. I'm sure I had concussions that were not uh, diagnosed <laughs> at different points of my con- my career, um, but he's got, uh, it looks like he will be back, uh, and Philadelphia needs him in the worst way. Uh, Miami leads the series 2-0. They seem to have had their way uh, with the Sixers in the first couple games. Uh, something's not quite right with the way that the Sixers are playing. Uh, you know, I've been a critic uh, for quite some time with James Harden and the way he plays. He's ultra talented, very skilled, um, but he seems to, to detract from a lot of his teammates at different times. Uh, Tobias Harris doesn't look himself. Wendell Maxey, uh, or excuse me, Therese Maxey, um, He's had some issues just when you look at the way that they communicate and when you look at the way that uh, their chemistry is, and he's going to be a terrific young player. But uh, I like Miami winning on Friday uh, in this one, and it'll be interesting to see if they do go up 3-0 on, sat- on Sunday with that game four, does Philly just completely fold um, if Miami does pull off the win on Friday night to move to 3-0? and So um, interesting things to see there, but Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year, uh, continues to play some fantastic basketball. What Miami does under Eric Spolstra is just so fun to watch. They're, they play hard. They play the right way. They play together. Um, they've just got such a great culture of doing things the right way. Uh, great example uh, of stability in an organization. So it's really cool to see. Other game on Friday, looking forward to checking out and following the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Chris Paul, 37 years old. What more can you ask? He is playing at an unbelievable level still to this day. Um, you know, I, I've had doubts on him over the course of his career. Part of it is having played against him. Uh, on a couple occasions uh, late in my career, I, I, I knew he was skilled. I knew he was talented, um, but he wasn't able to really take his teams out of the first round of the playoffs until the last couple of years. But he has continued to play at such a high level. It's absolutely amazing what he does at that point guard position um, when he's many times guarding and being guarded by matched up against younger, quicker, more athletic guys. But his IQ, his sense, his feel – uh, is spectacular. I mean, he's almost he is a maestro on the floor out there. Uh, and when you look at one of the unique stats uh, that really popped up the other day in Game Two against Dallas, how they really went at Luka Doncic in pick and rolls. They forced the issue. They forced ways to get switches so where Doncic was guarding uh, the primary ball handler. And many of those times, it would be Chris Paul uh, to be able to guard. And so much of that is is due to Chris Paul's understanding of the game his executing of a game plan so give him a ton of credit but yeah uh monty williams deserves some credit but uh if dallas can can pull off 
a game three victory, um, that's gonna you know be make this an interesting series. I, I like Dallas because of Doncic. Uh, I think Dwight Powell is is solid. They've got some terrific role players. Jalen Brunson has played well, although he struggled a little bit in this series. Um, uh, I would love to see a game three win, a game three go to Dallas in the win column and really make this series interesting. Moving on to Saturday's action, uh, Boston and Milwaukee. This, to me, is the best uh, series in the East. Uh, I think Miami uh, is going to sweep Philly um, for some of the reasons that I mentioned, the struggles of of Harden, the injury to Embiid. But um, this Boston-Milwaukee series is awesome. You'll watch Giannis versus Jason Tatum. You see the coaching of Budenholzer and Ime Udoka, both uh, Greg Popovich disciples in San Antonio. It's going to be really fun to watch the adjustments. It's going to be really fun to watch those adjustments. I, I think with this, uh, with the ability um, for, of Giannis to really kind of impose his will on any matchup, that's the, the key thing uh, to look out for. I know Boston's got so many guys in that 6'5 to 6'9 uh, size with length athleticism that, that can bother Giannis to a certain extent, but how well can Giannis uh, truly impart his will on the game. I think you've seen him do it throughout the course of, of last year's playoffs. You've seen him do it a number of times already this year. If Boston can limit him in some way and make things difficult, I like Boston in this series. But when you look at Milwaukee, uh, they've got just they've got that winning mentality. Guys that understand roles, uh, understand that everything, not everything, but most things need to go through Giannis. This is going to be a really fun game three. Um, to to watch, uh, but I do think this is a six, probably a seven game series. The other game on Saturday, um, Memphis Golden State Warriors. This is another game that has a ton of interest for Gonzaga fans because Brandon Clark has been spectacular uh, in the NBA playoffs so far. I mean, he is. Uh, you want to talk about um, having an opportunity and making the most of it? That's exactly what he's doing. He he's kind of really played himself into a prominent kind of. Uh, position nationally. I mean, he he struggled at times uh, a year ago being in the rotation, being out of the rotation, but you, you solidify and you cement your status a lot of times in the playoffs. And what he did in round one was was terrific. What he did in game, uh, game one of round two has been great. And then, you know, the spotlight on him with Draymond Green with the big foul um, was, was something that kind of brings a little bit more um, – eyes on him his game and just the the energy and the impact that he brings to it but the thing to watch out for in this game three is uh it's a tied series at 1-1 you're back in the bay area golden state's been tremendous at home over the years although it's not at oracle it's at the chase center now in san francisco but there's no dylan brooks for the uh memphis grizzlies he flagrant two an ejection and then a suspension of game through at three after the big time foul uh, on on Gary Payton the second, which was unfortunate. I, I think it was an awful foul by Dylan Brooks. I think he, the officials were correct in ejecting him. I think the officials were correct, or the NBA was correct in uh, suspending him from a, for a game. Um, when you look at some of the comments out there, Steve Kerr had talked about the code and a hundred percent. Uh, and people are saying, well, that wasn't a foul. That, that was a normal foul back in the 80s, 90s, early 90s. Yes, 100% agree. 
But when you look at how the game has changed and how these guys are buddy-buddy and very often guys will just let people go in for a layup, this this was not just I'm going to go foul a guy. This was a head-hunting type of play that Dylan Brooks took uh, on Gary Payton. I'm not against a hard foul. I think there needs to be more hard fouls in the NBA and, and offensive players or players in general need to understand uh, hard fouls are going to come and they need to come. Um, but this was this was definitely crossing the line in my opinion. Um, but when I look at uh, game three, this is a, if Memphis can go on the road and win this, that would be an unbelievable confidence boost uh, for this young ball club with Ja Morant um, and, and some of the other guys that are really starting to come into their own in the league, Desmond Bain, um, uh, to, to name another guy. But, you know, Golden State uh, was able to steal one on the road. They've got the experience. They've got the know-how. Um, and so they know that they were going to have to get one at some point on the road to win this series. No better time than in the first two games of the series to steal it. Uh, I look for in game three, I, I would imagine Golden State is going to protect home court. Um, I don't think the loss of Dylan Brooks is going to hurt uh, the Grizzlies as much as some others. Yeah, defensively, he can kind of physically uh, get after Klay Thompson at times. Um, he, he also is matched up against Steph Curry at times. But um, he's one of those guys that uh, is kind of is a he, – he's a good defender, but he's not as good as, as maybe some of his early – physical play his contact in the backcourt and his, his his physical bumping play in the in the half court would um really lead you to believe he's out of position a lot um and many times smart offensive players like a clay thompson or, or uh, a steph curry can use that to their advantage when you've got an ultra aggressive defender on them so um this is going to be a fun one to watch and then moving forward to saturday phoenix at dallas for game four and uh, Miami at Phoenix again. I mean, another tremendous week end of NBA basketball. I get to ask the question all the time is, um, do you like NBA or college? It's a toss-up um, many times. I love college basketball. That's what I follow. That's what I call uh, really kind of analyze throughout the course of the year. Um, during the regular season, I don't watch too much in the NBA, but once you get to the playoffs – the little adjustments, the spectacular plays that individuals make, and the willingness uh, to, to do all the little things um, by pretty much every player uh, is, is so fun to watch. So I'm going to be glued to the TV throughout the weekend um, watching these games. I uh, would love to hear any of our listeners' thoughts or comments as, as we move out of the weekend uh, into Games 5 and further on down in the playoffs. So for the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, this has been Dan Dickow bringing you some insight. Looking forward to next week where we're going to bring you conversations with University of San Francisco head coach Chris Gerlifson, as well as some national college basketball analysts breaking down a little bit more of the NIL and some of the scheduling ideas that have been thrown out there in recent days. So take care. Have a great weekend.